Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is rated TV MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, violence, and nudity. It is intended only for mature audiences. Hi, Scout. Hi, babe. Good morning. Good morning. If it's I sound Tuesday. extra deep like a man, it's because I just woke up. She had <laughs> one uh, very lightly mixed drink at lunch yesterday. Because I mule. found my wedding dress, bitch. So, Scout bought her wedding dress yesterday. Insane. I cannot believe. Do you like my wedding dress that I picked up? I do. Yeah, I literally was having dreams about it that no one's going to uh, like it. Oh, no. And it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I know, but did you like it? Yeah. You know what? I like that it made you feel beautiful. Okay, so you didn't like it. Jesus. No, it's not that I didn't like it. It's that it needs to be fitted to well, your body. Well, it's going to be fitted. Of course. That's why I'm like, I can't judge it based okay. on the yeah. fucking yeah. size. The 14 other, you tried on with <laughs> with C clamps. I know, but what if it looks the same when it's fitted to my body? It's, it's not, not gonna look the it's same. It's not. I need to get out of my head, and she's gonna make it exactly how I want. Yes. And I've been wanting this one for I've been eyeing yes, this fucking this thing. Yes, this is it's your like, dress. It's like eyeing a house or a car, and you're just like, oh, that's it. That's that's the one I want. Scout, that's the one I want. You cried. I when did you cry. Put it on. I did cry, but it did not fit. When I looked at the of photos, I was like, wait a minute, that's what it looked like on. It's not what it looked like when I felt it. It's about how you feel and it will be perfect it, for you. It better. Like you've got to be honest when we go back and we try it on. Of and course if it I will. it fit me, I will buy that other dress. You know, I already you know don't. Me, I will. You are, I already don't like them there. So God. I have no problem being like, you need to fix this. That was a weird bridal experience. I almost didn't want to give them your money. I know. They were so blah I know I should have we should have just been like I should have told you to go somewhere else but you wanted I wanted I tried. that one I know but we could have you could have got that dress at another another store I know but like but you it found also, it you loved it you also, wanted it also I think it was ve- very like low price there yeah but that dress that designer is going to be the same price everywhere yeah well whatever you got your dress you're done that means you have to come back to Austin <laughs> for your fitting so we can record more my plan is working that's the only and then every time I come here to Austin I'm like wait I could I could, I could live here fuck yeah you could and then I and then that happens and then we go get shoes and then the other person's like rude to us and I'm like maybe, maybe not I don't know what was going on <laughs> or yesterday. the weather the fucking heat but the, today it's freezing. Sweat in a fucking pond. Well, underneath maybe you should each. not be wearing a jacket when it's ninety degrees outside. I was uh, intoxicated. 
I was intoxicated <laughs> and we both got matching fucking coats. This bitch copied me. We got matching coats. I won't wear them on the same day. Oh, I thought it would be cute. Oh, God. Okay. All right. <laughs> Twinsies. Twinsies. Um, okay. So let's, um, well, we have a guest today. What? Uh, yeah. One of my favorite people. Ugh, in seriously. The, like, I don't even the know how sweetest, long I know you for. The sweetest human being ever. Best hugs ever. Uh, my, like, buddy, thank God, every time I'm at a convention, he's there. I'm like, oh, yeah, God. The talks, right? The talks that this person yeah. gives you is I almost like a pep miss, up, like a pep up. I almost You're miss like, oh, my smoking life isn't cigarettes bad. <laughs> because when I used to smoke, we would, yeah, that was my, my smoke break buddy. Go outside and like talk about relationships and life and just stuff. That's just why real I seem stuff. Like this person won't be a really great fit on this con, on this con, on this thing right now. This podcast, on this podcast, this thing that we're doing. Yeah. Hey guys, Alex Vincent, welcome to Ooh. our show. Woo-hoo! I'm happy to finally be here. Yay! <laughs> Enjoyed watching and listening to you two the past e- over a year now. You've yeah, been doing this. Yeah, over a year. Oh my God. What did you think when you first heard our podcast? I'm just like curious. It's kind of exactly <laughs> what I thought it would be, honestly. Really? <laughs> but, yeah. He, yeah. but he knows I mean, us, you know? I, I do. And I, and I know you both to be, you know, blunt's not the word, but, you know, rather filterless. You do say what's on your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So put the two of you together in a room. I know how fond you are of each other. <laughs> I know it would be fun. <laughs> it's oh true God, it's so I funny. mean you know we didn't even know it's like you were doing your show when you did your podcast what is it two, three years now how long ago was it when you started it I've done two of them both for less than a year I do I do them for about six months and run out of steam which makes <laughs> what you guys are doing so you know impressive what do you I, think caused I, you I to run out of steam like what made you stop the first one because you're well, doing the everything one, the first one I was doing everything myself I was booking the guests it was rather ambitious to begin with. It was almost like a late night show. I had uh, two buddies with me and we would just like bullshit for a little while. And then I would have a guest on and then I would have a musical performer because I'm in my recording studio. Yeah. I have a live room right there. Wow. So we had live music on every show. Wow. And we were doing it once a week and I had to, I was the one bringing in bands and artists and wow, that's trying to set up. them up and videotaping a lot of it and editing those videos and Oh yeah, that's I, a just, lot of work. I took I took on a lot, but I didn't really intend to do it forever. Anyway, I, I kind of most of the things that I do, I do for a bit and then need to walk away from it for a while. So it's because you're an and artist. then the second one was Chucky Talks that I did with Christine. Yes, was uh, fun. I mean, it, we were both really happy with that season, season one, and the experience of making it and the way the show came out. So we were kind of just like stoked on the idea of talking about it. So that's what we did. We did maybe 20 episodes called Chucky Talks and we got to interview everybody. I mean, that was really the best part of it. We got to interview Jennifer Tilly, Brad Dorff, who you know Daniel and I both love. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was fun. What's your, with, what's your with, prep like, with, like for your show? Cause you're obviously Christine's like one of your best friends and then you know everybody on the show. So is it easier? Like what we love about doing the show is we don't do any prep because we bring yeah. on everybody that are our friends and we don't really want to talk about your work. <laughs> we just want to talk about you, which is what we know anyway. And then shoot the shit. What's your, what was your prep like? Was it easier just like knowing who you were going to be sitting down with? I think that was the difference doing it on my own and then working with Christine because Christine definitely would have liked to do it the way you do it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an overthinker who had to oh. process everything that we, you know, 
And we were doing breakdowns of the episodes too, which were very kind of thoughtful analysis. Oh. So that in itself, a lot of prep. Yes. And she really, she really tired of doing that real yes. fast. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I don't think my brain could no. operate like that. Yeah. I mean, there's maybe a little bit more organization that maybe I would want, but not like, I. oh, no way. My brain would go, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. I think I just like to work off the cusp. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it just feels, I don't know, because we just never know what's going to happen. And ironically enough, like where it shit comes out pretty good for not planning. Like we don't plan stuff. And even yeah. like we and, did an and episode. Even if, it, even if it doesn't, you know, that's fine. You know, you're having fun with yeah. talking about things you like talking about, you know, but, yeah. but there is no real need to polish it the way that I was trying to. And I think I put too much pressure on myself. I think that's like the main thing with anything that you do in life. If you're not having fun, there's no fucking point. Especially when you're not Guys, making money. everybody. There's of course, no point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We're making shit tons of money. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, sponsors? What? We're just finally getting there, you I know? know. I, we're still, we still haven't gotten a, a dollar. So, but that's okay. We're finding other ways to keep us afloat thanks to our Patreon. Yes. Yeah. Know? and like that that's, little that's stuff what we that's what we were we were doing too is just kind of using it to make the most of uh the connection we have with our fan base which i've really you know cultivated a lot over 20 years so yeah. many people so how are that that's interesting how are um because I mean, the fan base in like the horror community is so awesome but i mean I was just thinking this when we were we were watching some of your your show before you came on this morning. What a wa what a wake up call by the way. <laughs> I was like, "Bah!" <laughs> like eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, "Oh my god, this is intense." Um, but like the fan base of Chucky, I mean, it's all it's all different. Like when a fan base loves like a certain trilogy. I mean, how how do you say that your fan base is like the Chucky fan base? Well, yeah, I mean, they are really in love with this character and all the characters that Don made um, over the years. And I think the continuity of the show and the consistency, although it is off the wall and takes a lot of left turns, <laughs> uh, it, it is the same story for all this time. So I think I think they're really tied into the story as it is. And then the people behind it, we're all really kind, considerate, giving people with our attention and you know i think doing the conventions for as long as i have i both me and brad and now christine over the last decade and Catherine was doing them and chris sarandon and you know i think we've all connected with these fans you know and i think that makes a big difference i also think chucky is one of it taps into one of your earliest fears in life you know mm -hmm. uh Anatomy coming to life, a doll coming to life, it really ties into your childhood. Mm -hmm. And I think that that, I mean, personally, speaking for myself too, like my connection with them was built since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I think people luckily have been really uh, supportive and rooting for my character. So, see, that's that's the thing though, too. It's like, I mean, with with this franchise chucky like all the cast they're they're all together it's mm -hmm. like a family mm -hmm. they're all gonna ask you to come back you know come back and relive this yeah it's not, not like really ours. like any other franchise <laughs> like literally. it's really not Behind i mean the we have camera a, yeah yeah but we have a show we have a showrunner that has been close friends of ours for over 20 years wow. See? you know and and he I love that consistently when you ask even the new people that are there he is just so um not only approachable but excited to be there happy they're wanting you to have a really good time and a good experience and, and i think having that deep level of connection with 
so many of us. I mean, Fiona is one of his closest friends. Jen has been one of his closest friends for a really long time. Um, he's known, we've had a relationship since I was seven years old, wow. uh, since Christine was 24. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it, it, there's, there's love between us. And I think that that translates to the, to the, the audience seeing it. I think that helps. I know that, you know, getting involved in this show, one of the like selling points to the studio to bring me in was the relationship that Andy has with Kyle mm. and the fact that Christine truly is, you know, one of my best friends mm-hmm. in the world. We talk, we talk every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that, 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 despite the fact that we're talking about really dark, sinister things and we're killing people all the time, I think that it feels like family to I those. I mean, you it's see it. You see thing. their relationship come across on film. You know, it's yeah. it's quite fantastic. I don't, I do kind of get creeped out by the fans that carry around the doll as it's as though it's their child. <laughs> you know, like I have seen Chucky in a baby carrier on people like that's a little I mean ours it's like our creepiness is like people that have their kids dressed up as little killers but the the adults that are carrying around dolls you know it's like oh wait wait, hold on wait Chucky Chucky do you want to Chucky wants to get in the photo with you like that happens to me and I'm like that's a fucking different doll that's so weird is that it's working Danielle it's working it's working (laughs) it worked on you (laughs) did at at least Chucky is talkative you have someone coming up who intentionally says nothing and just yeah I was gonna say I was gonna say I think our like men that are like just standing and saying nothing to you are a little bit more intense than adult than than, yeah you know but Chucky, I have to admit, Chucky was my f- favorite, like was my favorite since I was a kid. And so much so, and I've said this before, I don't think I've ever told you, I had no idea that Brad Dourif did the voice of Chucky while filming both the fucking Halloweens until really? the second premiere. Really? You weren't premiere. picking up on that? Just I was listening? not picking up on it. And I remember, probably I remember I when terrified. you found out, you were like, wait, what? Yeah. And I brought all my Chucky shit at the Halloween premiere and had him sign a couple of things. So I was like, oh my God, you're Chucky. Like I've had a Chucky doll. I've had all this stuff. I just remember freaking out. Brad works out of his house, doesn't he? Does he ever, I mean, he just works out <laughs> yeah, of his house. I think, there, I think there's a studio that he had to go to quite a bit this time. He was doing it out of his house. Um, but yeah, I think he has a like a drive and then he knocks out a lot while he's there. How much of your show is practical? He worked really effects. hard this year. Yeah, he's- All of it. It's really, all, all practical. Of it. The CGI that's only used is really just to erase the puppeteers. Right. Um, is kind of the, the main way, which is very different from when I was a kid when you couldn't do that. Right. We couldn't do that. The gore is yeah. the gore, and you're on the series is fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, well, as you know, we had some things. The practical effects on the doll's face is what we definitely continue to keep going because even the slightest thing, like in. Curse of Chucky. I think there was four seconds of CGI on the doll's face, and people did Hated not it. take no. that. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I don't blame them. The practical you, effects is awesome. So, can you explain on set yeah. like what it's like, um, like the puppeteers and all of that? <laughs> and who? Yeah, who's uh, like so? Who's are reading his really, dialogue? Yeah, I want to know. Is Scripty reading dialogue off camera? Or I hope not. So, in a best scene scenario, best case scenario, we have Brad's voice on playback. Oh, good. It's actually nowadays synced into the movement of the doll's mouth. Whoa. So it's not someone hitting it at the same time, but when the doll moves its mouth, Brad's voice will come out. Oh my God, that's so not, not actually Not out of it, to be fair, right. out of a speaker, but yeah. But you have something uh, to work um, with. 
Absolutely. I mean, working with Brad, I never actually shared a scene with him in person, but having his voice over all these years has made it far easier for all of us. Um, there are there are times where a script supervisor is reading a part, obviously, but uh, or someone on set. Actually, the puppeteers are pretty good at doing it, and they kind of have little Chucky impressions. That they've <laughs> a couple of them are pretty pretty convincing at it, but uh, yeah, when you when you hear, you know. Uh, Maybe a female voice or someone <laughs> doesn't match at all saying Chucky's not. <laughs> how many dolls little... are there? How many Chucky dolls are on set? Like how many do they have in it this? Depends. They do different layer. things. Yeah. There's usually there's usually just one or two actual animatronic doll mm-hmm. and they can interchange the face and stuff. Like all the equipment stays inside of it and they can change mount like the face or change the head or uh interchange those. But there's like only a couple animatronics and then several other dolls we use trick-or-treat studio dolls this year actually. oh wow. great and it's, are they heavy no okay. not really okay okay that's no, i mean i mean when you're six yeah they are. <laughs> so not who really. was doing the dialogue when you were when you were six were they uh w- mostly always brad always actually brad. back that back then it was always brad he wasn't there but it was right. on playback and there were actually times where it would be on playback slow in slow motion like so yeah, I have I have some behind the scenes footage from part two where you can hear Brad on playback like snap out of it. Yeah, uh-huh. never seen a dead body before. Oh like, my god, <laughs> Alex, yeah. can you explain the audition process of that when you were little? Yeah, getting that role. Yeah, what did Tom make you do? Did yeah, he fucking torture know, like, you? What did he your probably mom tortured tell you. you was. Hey, babe. So this we're, you know, we're asking all the questions to Alex that we hate being yeah, asked ourselves. I know, I'm sorry, but I'm actually from curious. Child just actor. Me, uh, being a fan yeah. of the franchise. I'm just well, actually, it. though, Danielle, that's kind of the fun part of doing podcasts with your friends, I've learned, is because you get to ask them questions that you <laughs> don't ask them. It would yeah. never ask yeah. them. Are you tired of people asking you that stuff, though? Like, what was it like to get the role of Andy? Are you scared? Do you have nightmares? I mean, I do want to know that you? stuff, though. How old were you in Halloween? How old were you? Uh, yeah, I was 10. But... How old? You're 10? Yeah. Still, it's the same thing. You, you've been asked the same questions mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. Mine is, because I was so young, did I have nightmares? That was mm-hmm. the, that's the one question. I've been did asked you? No, you never had nightmares, did you? I never did, yeah. no. I still haven't had a Chucky dream for good or bad. I've had uh, one Michael Myers dream, and it was like five yeah. years ago. One. And I woke up going, finally! I finally had a fucking dream where he showed up. And it was yeah, like, yeah, that's scary. I had a, I have had dreams where I'm on set. Yeah. Like, like that, like that, that and feels like, you're like yeah, when you're getting your lines, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Why do we crafty. always have my, my, actual, crafty. my actual fears, which are much scarier than yeah, I can't find my car There's in the no morning. Food. I'm There's late. No <laughs> my set calls. I'm, I'm, I woke up when I was supposed to be there. Yeah. Okay. So audition process. What was that? Oh, like? Yeah. I, well, I was auditioning in New York. I from North Jersey. So sitting in traffic and stuff uh after school mostly yes to go through the lincoln tunnel to audition mm-hmm. in New York, which uh sucks you know it sucks yeah it sucks a lot uh it sucked even more when i was older and i had to take off of work and pay for gas and parking and tolls myself oh, to do God. It. I made it like, yeah. i made it basically impossible yeah um but yeah so i auditioned a couple times in in new york they flew me out to la and i auditioned against i like two other kids do you remember and- their names I don't remember their names. I don't remember what they looked like. I don't think I saw them. I think they were sequestered. I think at the point of flying us out, they didn't want us face to face. Oh, that's good. Uh, Yeah. That was about the only 
thing that wasn't traumatizing about it. Uh, <laughs> no, my my uh, mother was in the room with me, um, oh. which was was rare back then. Even yeah. for you know kids, she was actually in the room for the audition, which made me super uncomfortable for some mm-hmm. reason. And then we were doing a scene where I had to say Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. And I was six years old and I didn't want to say bitch in front of my mother. So I froze up. <laughs> they're like, well, let's start again from the top. So we started again. And I got to it. I said, I'm sorry, I, I forgot my lines. And I got up and I ran out and locked myself in the bathroom. Oh, oh no. Oh, my God. And my, mo- my mother came in and was like, what's wrong? We know, all, you know, all the lines. What's wrong? I said, I, I don't want to say that word in front of you. So they, she went back and told them that. And I guess that helped me in two different ways. One, one I, I I had convinced them that I really forgot the line. So they're like, well, this kid can act. He fooled us all. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, I think it showed the innocence that they really wanted juxtaposed to this killer doll. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that sealed the deal for me. Because kid actors are annoying. I mean, a lot of kid <laughs> actors, you know, you yeah. watch them and you're like, ugh, how many times did their mom make them run those lines mm-hmm. in the car on the way to that audition or work or whatever? And they're just not authentic. So to have that is so heartwarming and approachable. And I think that's what makes fans fall in love with you. I mean, you can see the innocence all over you. So let's talk about the non-innocent stuff. So what what was, <laughs> I know, I, I so I sat down and watched Child's Play with Tom, right? Tom Holland, yeah. the director. Um, and uh, <laughs> I mean, I Tom played my uncle in ha- in the Hatchet movies. Um, and he sat down and watched Child's Play with him? He did. <laughs> well, cool. okay, so I was doing, I during quarantine, I was doing this show called Commentary where I would sit down with my friends and watch their movies that I hadn't seen or oh, right, wanted okay. behind the scenes info. And and Child's Play just so happened. I was like, I just want to know how you how you did this as a director yeah, yeah. from that, you know, how the fuck did you make this happen? So he just broke down the logistics of it because mostly I had my actor friends on. And then I was like, oh, I well. You know, this is a different perspective of, of what I'm curious about and building the sound stages at an angle, you know, and all of that, just the stuff or the, the sets at an angle. And and then, of course, he told me a lot about how he kind of traumatized you to get you to where you needed to be. And, oh, shit. And that was the 80s, you know. So I, I got it. I mean, I got a little I, – I get it. I got it too. That shit would never fly nowadays. Yeah. I mean, specifically what you're talking about is the scene where Andy breaks down yeah. crying in the, in the hospital. Um First of all, this was 35 years ago, yeah. so my memory of it has been reinforced by stories that I've been told mm. from different people that were there. I do have a memory of it. I I remember what I remember from it is having a lot of anxiety about doing this scene to begin with. I knew what page it was on the whole time. Like oh, yeah. I get to page 43, I have to cry. I had an acting coach that I worked with a lot. Um, and yeah, I was just really scared to do it in general. Um, and I guess the other side of the story that I heard is that we, they were trying to come up with things to help me cry. Yeah. And my parents were kind of going through a divorce at the time. And I think, you know, he was kind of shouting at me that they're, you're never going to see your <gasps> dad again. Or you're, you guys are, your parents are fighting. They're, I, uh, how does it feel when they're fighting? And yeah, he likes things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, my memory of it, though, honestly, was not walking away from it like I was traumatized from that. I I knew the objective. I was a really smart kid. Um, and I knew the objective was to be convincingly terrified to the point of tears. I had a good acting coach that explained that to me. 
Um, I had also memorized the entire script myself, every line, every everyone's lines mm. from the whole Aww. film. <laughs> so I knew what it was about, and I knew that the goal was to really convey that emotion. So I think I felt kind of like whatever works, mm-hmm. let's do it. And I know that sounds like a, a memory that's maybe more mature than how I actually handled it. But I do remember maybe I used that, you know, as a uh, way to not walk away feeling so terrible about it. It's hard to say, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's 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 what happened. Two, two things that come to mind for for me is so what did traumatize you from this experience? Like, what, like, is there anything as a kid that was it like when it came out and kids knew who you were? Like, was there anything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you. You, you get an opportunity like this and I was excited to do it. I understood what I was doing. I got to leave school for three months and go to, go out there. That's and make, the most fun part. Make yeah. a movie. <laughs> that, is, yes. that, is, that is the most fun part. I get to um, not go to school. But so then I make this movie and this is in the 80s too. We're not kids my age. This was first grade and third grade. Mm. They weren't really seeing horror films to begin with. Mm. But uh, I make this film and then I come back to school kind of excited about it and and hoping that the other kids would be excited about it and my family would be excited about it like not my you know my close family and they were to an extent but like the kids in school were not like impressed by it Mm -hmm. and projected an ego on me that I don't think I had um or an arrogance I should say that I I don't think I had about it at all and I I I do remember like just really wanting to fit in with everybody and not (laughs) talk about this and then the older i got you know sixth seventh grade eighth grade when all the kids did start seeing it then it was questions from them all the time looking at you differently talking to you differently um the whole thing of like you meet someone and they say to the other person there that you just met hey you know who this kid is Mm -hmm. this was that shit like really drove me crazy to the point to high school when i i quit acting first of all then i was replaced for Child's Play 3, you know, we Why? I, just Why? Did, I did these two films and then I thought we were doing part three and they wanted the character to be older and go to military school and mm-hmm. have a girlfriend. And, and, you know, I've talked to Don over the years about it. Um, and I, I do get why they did that. They did the same thing twice. They wanted to, I can't, it, it, we're still around 35 years later, so I'm not going to question their right. methods. <laughs> but uh, at the time it was, it was, yeah, it was really rejecting and uh and then you know stuff in your family too like my sister who i grew up with real close this caused some tension and separation my brother who i got along with great still had some envy over the situation my parents did split up both went into years of uh uh a lot of mental situations and struggling and uh and a lot of that felt like my fault and so so yeah and then what the hell am i gonna do i i got really like rebellious towards everything um so yeah Yeah, at some point either sink or swim you know there's there's a good reason why so many child actors fall into a a thing and it's not necessarily the level of their success you know it's it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily that they made so much money and their mm-hmm. family had a bunch of it and they all went out of control. It wasn't, it's not, it's not that. Well, it's it makes the, you feel like the ultimate outcast. It really it does. does. Yeah. Like, but, but it's so normal to our brains, like this sort of functioning world, but to the other, to the outside, it's like, we are 
we are robot. It's like robotic. I, I felt course, it at 15. Yeah. I fucking ran away. I ran away for two weeks and lived in a skate park because I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to yeah. be a pop star singer or Disney channel. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just so robotic. So how did you, I mean, is it something that you wanted to do as a kid? Cause I, I'm always curious cause we <sighs> both, I mean, all of us are, I mean, I started when I was eight. So yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I saw a, a, girl that I knew personally she lived down the street from me on a commercial mm-hmm. when I was like five so I saw someone that I knew on TV okay. and I thought that was the coolest thing um and I and I did have a pretty big personality and I was I really was exceptionally smart uh, at that age and I was very cute uh, you know so it just <laughs> seemed like so the right cute. thing to do did you support your family uh, financially too oh boy. well so yeah. yeah um you know I mentioned earlier about when I started going on auditions, because I went back for like, honestly, like five auditions when I was 18. And I hated mm-hmm. the whole thing. I'd been away from it too long. But uh, before that, uh, you know, paying for gas and parking and tolls and taking off work to drive to the city is, you know, that does cost money. So yeah, I, uh, I didn't make a ton of money back then to begin with, first of all. Um, and I didn't do that much work besides those films. But yeah, when I turned 18, I got a very small percentage of what I made. And We just and, talked about yeah. this yesterday. I mean, listen, in New York, I don't even know if, how it is now, but when I was there acting as a minor, there was no Coogan Claw. Like, they didn't put away 15% of my money until I moved to L.A. when I was 13. And then, of course, even then, you know, we, we were – Scout and I were talking about this yesterday, how we were just kind of – left with a, a if if anything a, a just a whatever was in there otherwise everything else was gone you yeah. know and how that should be reversed i don't know and there's still only five states that put I away 15 percent of money for minors like how is that still how is it still the same as 1938 when it was started that there's only yeah. five fucking states that look after minors i know when i'm on set and there's kids i get very i'm very protective yeah. and very like Either if if they seem like they love it, cool. There's definitely been kids I've been on set with that are like, I don't really want to do this, yeah. you know, or you can just kind of tell they're doing it to make their parents happy. And it just like, it makes me fucking crazy. That was definitely not the case. I was really happy to be there. I really was uh, excited about doing the Chucky films. I wasn't there under protest at all. And your parents um, were getting separated, so I'm sure there was. Did you feel like when you were going to set, like for me, I know in Scout feels similar, set to me was structure. I had set, people were adults. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. I knew what time I had to be there. I knew what the day looked like, what time I was eating lunch, what time I was going home. Like all of that stuff was figured out for me. I didn't have to navigate real life as a child um, on set, but at home I, I did. So did you feel a lot of that too because of what was happening in your home? Yeah, I mean, my parents were on a course to be divorced, but they were fighting all the time. So I, to have the separation from that, you know, my dad didn't come out with us. My, mostly it was just me, my mom and my sister. My brother visited, my dad visited, but we had a separation from that, uh, which was stressful at the time. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the break from school. So I, I was happy for that part. I did feel like I was doing something important that was a distraction from that. Um, yeah. I think the second, the second film too, uh, more so the first film, I was six by the second one. I was eight. It was at universal studios. I'm coming off of the experience of this film being a success. Mm-hmm. I was really jazzed up and excited to be there. Um, you and know, you're I mean, the star. 
I was this, I was the number one billing person. Yeah. I was the star of the film. We filmed it two sets over from Back to the Future. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 had, I sat in the delivery and had lunch with Michael J. Fox. Oh, oh my god. god! Tell me these stories. Tell me all yeah. these stories right now. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I mean, I got to do I got to do really cool things while I was out there, and and that, that was Don was there for the first time, and that was the beginning of my uh, admiration for him. And and he had this he was the writer on a big film. I thought that was the coolest thing. He took me to go see. See, they were filming Back to the Future 3, which came out very soon after the second one. And they were finishing the third one when I was there. So he took me to see part two in his blue Alfa Romeo. Uh, and it just felt like, yeah, it felt like I was a star. And then yeah. to come back and have that, you know, end. Life. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult. And, and you know, thinking kids would be really excited about it by then, that they weren't really, yeah. you know. So yeah, when people say, "Was were you traumatized as a kid from those films?" I, I said for many years, no. But from being an actor, I was. Yeah. You know, it's so, uh, and that's why I quit. So I quit when I when I was 11, 12 years old. I was like, I don't want to do this at all. Mm. Uh, not only do I not want to audition, I don't want to be famous. Mm. I, this is too much already. Yeah. I, I don't want this. It's so interesting to think, like if your career, your career, my career started now at that age, mm. what it would look like. Mm -hmm. It would be so different than what it was back then. Yeah. Like it's scary baby now. Kids are like, you know, making millions, you know, and making these movies on yeah. their own. Yeah. It's like so different. I'm glad it happened when we were. Yeah. Kids, oh, my God. Me too. too. I wouldn't have been able to handle it. No. No. I mean, I auditioned with like the same four girls. Yeah. It's always like the same, same group. You know, it was like very, very uh, predictable. You get your call. You go, you know where you're going. You get your – like it was, you know, it's not It's not like how it is now. So cold and I think weird. I, I think I'm, I'm glad that we were born when we were compared yeah. to recently in every conceivable way, yes. by the way. Yes. Does that scare you, Alex, to not have a kid? That scares me to not have a kid because of what's happened. Like I'm just like – I'm like what? Do you want to have happen? kids, Alex? You do want to have kids eventually, right? I don't know. I, I kind of go back and forth on that. Yeah. Um, and I've never had a real incredible urge to do that. Yeah. And, and that, you know, four years ago now, my sister had kids and she and they're adorable and they're so fun and they're yeah. so sweet. But you can send them home. Them. I get to see them when I want to. <laughs> and take real cute pictures with them when I see them. And listen to all the beautifully, you know, charming things they say. And then go home. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forget about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app that I use that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out that you've been double charged for a subscription. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash Danielle. Seriously, 
it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash Danielle. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash Danielle. So Alex, are you in a relationship? Are you single? What's your status right now? I'm, I'm in a relationship with the same same person. How for many a while. years? Is it four years now? How many years? Six as of yesterday. Six. Wow. Congrats. Oh my gosh. How yeah. did you guys meet? At a convention. Get That's out. I meet everybody. I, love yeah, I don't that. leave my house too much otherwise. So if, <laughs> if it's not at a convention, I'm probably not going to form any friendships at all. So she was a fan? She was there working a vendor table for okay. her friend. Did she, did um, she know who you were? She's a fan of her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. I love that. That's amazing. Six you know, years. Wow. There's very few people, not just because of conventions, but it's very rare that I get to delay them finding out that about me anyway. Yeah. So you can question people's motives in life constantly if you want to. Um, but I think the thing about that is even the fans that I've met that I ended up having whatever I had with for however long, um, the Andy shit wears off on you real fast <laughs> you know like that might yeah. get you talking to me, but that's not going to keep you talking to me yeah for very long. <laughs> Fuck yeah so are you the romantic type alex i certainly can be yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a very sensitive person I, i've been writing poetry my whole life i'm oh. raised with around women um my best friends are female um so i i, I appreciate romance because I like making people happy. What did you do for anniversary yesterday? We just went out to uh, uh, like a restaurant on the beach. Oh, nice. Uh, nice, I yeah. love that. Can we ask you Beautiful. some intimate questions? <laughs> Scout, Scout's like. I'm like, okay, uh, enough of the, the romantic dirty. bullshit. <laughs> Even though I am a Pisces and I'm very like, love me, I love you, I love you, all the gifts and everything. Um, do you guys have toys? Do you have toys? She's always Alex? A, wants to know. I this. want to know this because we we are different in this realm. Do you have toys as a man, not for your partner, but like, did you have toys prior to your partner? No, 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 hey, Danielle, you just been with no, not toys. I, I I don't. I mean, I, I'm I I've been a very sexual person in my life, but uh, I never really had toys like. For myself, I've had toys that I've bought for girls that I've been with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, sure. I mean, I've had I've had some adventurous relationships before this one. Um, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? This, not that this one isn't, but this is the, like the longest relationship that I've been in, and you know, you settle down to. Yeah. Not being as uh yeah. the rhythm. Like do you have any do you have any kink any uh kinks? Uh oh. Look at his He's smiling. Face. Yeah, we should have we should have had this uh we should have done this podcast in the evening after a few drinks. You <laughs> no, right more. in the morning the honest truth comes out. <laughs> do you have any fetish um, do you have any fetishes? Like what's a fetish of yours? Uh oh. He's looking you cute. You do have a fetish. You guys tell. are not on <laughs> Patreon. You need to hop on and watch the video. Have, Alex is turning bright red. <laughs> I have plenty, but uh, it, it works for me to be cute and innocent. Haven't we gone over that already? <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Um, Nobody knows. Everybody knows. That's like Miko. I feel the same way about him. Oh I'm like, God. you guys are like fucking closet freaks. So Miko I think, lived. I think Miko got some tips from watching me. For he a while. did? Oh. Miko lived right doing... down the street from me in Apple Valley. I, I grew up in Apple Valley and Miko lived there. And that boy, my mo- their moms tried to get us to fucking be together for a very, very long time. <laughs> While I was like 16 yeah. and he was like 18. And that boy is a kinky one. I swear. I adore Miko. He's the I best. Love Miko. So we're talking about Miko Hughes, you guys that yeah. are listening that I don't love know from Miko. Pet Cemetery. I can't wait to get Oh my God, Miko's stories will be fucking. Have you ever been boring. to a swingers club? No, I, I actually have not. And and the, there's several around here. And like. Um, oh, yeah. Florida. Yeah, you're in Florida. Yeah, that's swinger capital. And stuff, Caliente and stuff like that. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, cert- I'm, I'm not much of an exhibitionist. Mm. Are you a voyeur? Yes. Not really, not really, honestly, um, but more so than an exhibitionist. Yeah. You know, I I think I was, uh, you know, a little conditioned over the years of not wanting people looking at me. Right. That I, yeah. I right. don't know that that, that that would have served me very well. Right. Um, I think so that's no, my issue, too, with that is like, I don't know if I would want people watching me. Well, like, that's my only thing. I, I would probably get a little, like, little self-conscious. Like yeah, I, you know, that's but it's dark, but it's into... but there are rooms that are pitch black. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. Then what's the fucking yeah. point? Just you can hear them? and feel and yeah, it's just and smell. You she she brings up the smell. <laughs> and I don't know that that intrigues me like the smell. Sometimes it just depends the on the person. Bodies well, and the, the, the juices go in. I don't know. Well, you're not up close and personal unless you want to be. Hmm. But sure. just the the, yeah. the air in the room, that sexual air in the room is kind of interesting. Sexual I did run into Tara Reed at a swingers club, though. That was awkward. Did you? Yeah. yeah. She was there with my friend Victor. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is really – I was actually wearing a wig. That was the first time I'd ever gone to one. And I was and years and years and years ago, and I was like, I'm going to wear a wig just in case. And then and then for some reason, I, I then I went Did she older. recognize you? Oh, yeah. She was like, what's up? What's up, D? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we used to live together, you know? Did you guys have sex near each other? No. What? No. Well, no. that's what you're supposed to do, right? No, I'd rather have sex by a stranger. Yeah, I mean, can you go? Can you go there and just hang out and not really touch? No. Anybody? no. Yes, you can. Oh yeah, no, I would never you touch have to anybody. Go with someone. You have to go with yeah. your partner. Like you your can partner, just like hang person. out. You'll be approached. You can't, and... you can't go as a single guy. No, though. you can't. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 I mean, there's so many rules, like even at Burning Man, the orgy dome, there's like so many rules. I wonder if you can go one of three, though, does it doesn't have to be even numbers, right? I don't know. I've Mm. I've never been I've never done that. Never partake. I'm not sure. I think if you were two two women and one man, you've never never been with two people at the same time. No, I've just never gone to like a swinger place. Have you ever had a threesome? Scout? Yeah, but with women only. Uh Ah. That's a too lot many dicks. Of- I can't. I I'd be like, pa pa, like, <laughs> like stop fucking poking me. <laughs> it would not fit me. <laughs> Have you had? A, you've had three since Alex. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, but you being the only never, guy. Never more. Than, never more than three, huh? You being the only guy. No. Oh, okay. All right. No, I've, I've had both. Uh, combinations of that i wonder is that do you feel like a competition when two men are there or is it more like this is great curious i mean i i wasn't the type to like high five i was i was rather anxious (laughs) i I was uh i'm an overthinker you know honestly so big time i mean a lot of people say they are but i really am like to are you a virgo to uncomfortable levels no i'm a taurus oh you're tommy pants you're my you're my partner 
Yeah. So it, it takes me, it takes me, uh, believe it or not, it takes me a lot of time to get comfortable with people. So, no so I when you're you so, in, so when you're in bed with and there's another man, I'm just curious about how this works. Do yeah. you are you like when the other guys having sex with the girl? Are you waiting? Are you? No, there's a mouth. There's well, yeah, I mean, are you? Are there's you, a lot of things. Well, that's hard if he's fucking her and then you're. I mean, I know, uh, but, and you're but trying to put style. it in her ass. Oh yeah. I mean, that's that's gets a little complicated. It's more like mouth play and making out, right? So I think it depends on it depends on. The couple, honestly, yeah. or what they're going for, or what they're interested in doing, you know. Yeah. Do you, you find can, Do you find men a lot attractive? of different combinations that you can get out of it? Um, not really. I mean, it, it wasn't unpleasant, but it wasn't something that I like pursued afterwards. Like, I didn't get super excited about the idea, even with two women. By the way, mm. I, like threesomes are are a lot of work. <laughs> they're worth exciting, but like they're they're exciting worth trying. I think for everybody, I mean, I'm always a, a supporter of trying things mm-hmm. for sure in general. Do you and your uh, partner do them now or no? It was kind of like before your partner. No, it was before. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, we haven't We haven't done too much adventurous stuff. We have a very, uh, a lot of discrepancy between our experience levels. She's a lot younger than me. She's 16 years younger than I am. Whoa, that's kind of Tom and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Tom and I. Yeah, I think Scout's got reversible. more experience. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. what is this fucking bitch? What is this? He's like, check, please. <laughs> I'll put I a ring I, on it. I think I scared Tom when I was like, tried wanted to do anal with him, and he was like, what? <laughs> like, you want that? I was like, yeah. Do you want to try it? Okay. <laughs> no. I'll go over here. <laughs> You worry. <laughs> oh, so funny. I think he was just so afraid. He's just so afraid of hurting me all the time. And I'm like, just hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Baby, hurt me sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Sorry, Scout, do we, have, do we have a question for Alex? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, oh. should we read? Some yeah, maybe. Here? I mean, because no, we're going to go down the fucking rabbit hole any minute well, here. I know ta- it. We kind of yeah. talked about, like, a lot of these. We're on our way. You're on yeah, our way. Yeah, we kind of talked about a lot of these questions that were were submitted to us on the poll um uh oh so this is something uh, so people are asking like how awesome is um jennifer tilly to work with of course that's a she is fantastic she's the sweetest most generous with her not just by paying for dinners which of course she does but uh with her time and her affection and you know like even simple things like instagram she will comment and like almost everything yeah. that we always she, she responds to texts like almost immediately. Um, and those those are little insignificant things, but they're they're not that insignificant, really, because mm-hmm. someone in her position living like the most fabulous life of all time to give that time to friends um, comfortably, you know, I think is impressive. She's impressive in every way. She's living her best life. Really? I mean, she seems oh, like gen- like I feel like she's really embraced this over the years, which is so yeah. pleasant and lovely to see compared to some of the other uh, actors that do these franchises that don't really want to be part of them. Um, it's nice to know that she's like so loving and giving to her fans. Yeah, and she wouldn't be doing it if she didn't want to. And so when you know that, that kind of makes it all all the more fun. Um, but yeah, she's uh, 
She's fantastic. Uh-oh. We haven't had- Scout's laughing at something. What is together. going on right now? <laughs> I don't know if I should share this. What? Oh, no. <laughs> Jennifer was a crush of mine. Oh, she was? Oh, of course. Boo. Of course. Jennifer's a crush of everybody's, though. That's I probably not- ma- masturbated to her <laughs> wow. when I was really? young. Like, definitely. Oh, my God. The voice, the titties. You like boobs. I don't. I thought you were a butt girl. I don't girl. know what to do with I them. I do too. When they're in my face, I'm like, ah, what do I do with these things? <laughs> I'm like, it's just too much work for me. I, I, I can't do it. But um, but definitely love, yeah, masturbating to some Tata's movie can definitely seal the deal. But yes, I've. so if you want to tell her. <laughs> Scout I loves Scout you. would like a threesome. Like I, oh my God. I, I think even gay men have masturbated. To oh, yes. I, I probably more. Has. Yes. Just, I could close my eyes and, and be fine. Just listening to her. She wow. should, she should do like a sex book, like a sex audio book or something. Oh my God. That would be epic. Sorry. What are you, what are you, uh, what are you working on now, Alex? Well, now I'm kind of taking a very uh, intentional break from most things. I'm back in my studio. So I have a couple um, studio projects. I'm doing sounds for a film, the whole sound design from beginning to end on a feature that I should be getting any day. I have uh, uh, an artist that I've worked on three records with coming in today to start his fourth. Um, So I'm kind of just doing this stuff took a break from traveling from conventions i'm not doing one until mid-february nice. um I, I i might go on a few auditions i don't know we're in kind of a waiting period to see if this show is going to be renewed for a third season what do you think what's the odds um i really don't know honestly it's kind of a coin toss if you ask me because i don't really get much inside information i'm in a wait and see mm-hmm. position right now um, but if they work out a deal with Don and the show's moving forward, then I also have to question whether or not my character will be there and then mm. negotiate a deal. And like, it's all just uh, really up in the you air. So, so I'm kind in of your head. I love it. Taking, yeah, I'm, also, I'm also kind of taking my time to not think of tr- to try not Good. to think about stuff it's the holidays, you know, so this is, exactly. So this, this, is the t- this is the time of year where I gain 20 pounds and I don't go. <laughs> That's and the best 20 pounds ever. Yeah. So this is your kind of decompression is like music and and sound design and all that. What did you get into this? Well, I went to I went to full sale uh, recording for a recording arts degree back in 2009. I started mixing like techno music and making creating techno music in like 1997. So I've been involved like that for a long time. But then I just started to. Uh, produce other people and record other people. I've had this studio since 2014. I've recorded over 300 artists wow. in that time. Is it people uh, that you know, or is it like a way that people that are listening no, it's, can it's, actually it's like business? Yeah, the, yeah. It's a business. You. Do you want to promote that? Me. Sure. It's called AV Productions, um, and it's AV Productions online. On my Instagram is where I, you know, that link link button that nobody clicks that has all of your information yeah. in your life. Uh, that's where everything is. The, Aha. The, the I love it. I love it. It's so, it's so interesting. Cause I mean, I, I've usually have dated, um, musicians, so I get that world. I love that world. And it's, it's, it's nice. Cause I know a lot of musicians and stuff. So now that I know that you have this studio, which looks amazing. Yeah. And we there, do a lot of, we do a lot of, uh, a lot of hip hop too, a lot of beat production and I stuff can. like that. 
Oh, so it's kind of split up into two businesses. AV Productions is what it's been called since I've had the place, but it's also called, wait, where am I? It's also called The Loop. Yeah. Cool. Um, Do you have a favorite, um, uh, somebody wanted to know uh, if you have a favorite Chucky theme song? That's a good question. Um, the second one, there's a couple, the, the main title one from the second one is my favorite. Uh, the first one's good. We actually have been very lucky. That we've had really good um composers on, on our films and the soundtrack stuff i really enjoy but yeah the second one i don't know the name i think it's just called main title main theme i use it on my instagram stuff constantly have you ever sat down and, and thought about uh doing a score for a child's play yeah uh i don't think i'd be able to sell that to them um you know that they don't uh no, I don't think so. But I have I have done score for other things for some independent horror films and stuff. Um, good to know because so we're we're, could, yeah. we're about to drop some movies together like every year. Yeah. So good to know. Yeah, that's there's a lot of projects that I can do from this studio that people I I try to tell people as often as I can that uh, are options. I've done sound mixing for feature films, surround sound mixing, mixing for all, all genres of music. I've done some scoring work. I've done screenwriting. I've done Do you work better in the studio stoned or sober? <laughs> Usually sober, honestly. It depends whether I'm doing something uh, creative yeah. for myself or, or even for someone where we're like kind of producing and writing things. Then a little bit of a little bit of weed is helpful. Yeah. Um, but if I'm sitting there mixing something, I feel like the more stones I get, the quicker I'll lose patience right 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 you're not as sharp I'm, I'm so, way no, more creative no. when I'm stoned yeah <laughs> no, some, people, some people are good at like smoking pot and focusing um and that's yeah. never been my strong suit yeah. like I have ADHD pretty bad to begin with mm. so when I smoke weed I really start overthinking about everything mm. and things just in my head and will distract the shit out of me really fast and it's hard for me to just focus I've never tried any medication for that though oh you should you yeah. should. I think it's just what is it? Just Ritalin or there's yeah. some. Well, there's I tried Adderall. Oh, Adderall. It made me so right. focused. Like I was <laughs> too focused. It's like not a human being it's like anymore. Speed, right? Yeah, I was like, I can read everything. <laughs> it was crazy. I took half an Adderall once just to wake up because I was never going to make my engagement that I was supposed to be at. Oh yeah. Did it work? Um, yeah, it helped. It helped. I but try. but I wasn't. I, I didn't put it into like uh, effect of focusing things. I've never really been a big uh, s speedy person for drugs. Mm, you don't. I, yeah, I'm not either. I'm way I way prefer downers. I only started caffeine within the last year. Like I. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I never drank coffee or anything like that. Maybe a sweet tea every now and then. Yeah, sugar, like actual sugar. But... It's it's because we're ADD. <laughs> yeah. We don't need yeah. it. We don't need it. No, it doesn't. No, it really does help you bounce off. Like it depends if you're trying to clean your house. Sure. Yeah. That's great. Oh. But if you're trying to focus on Dude, something, I, I can't a, a giant iced latte and Ugh. an edible and Ugh. I am fucking going to town. 
I'll I'll be like so energized and then I will crash in 20 minutes. I'll feel like I oh. need to But nap that's but for see for hours. me, I'll do that. I'll clean for like 3 hours until my edible kicks in and then I will do all the baseboards and all the fans and all the fucking weird shit that gets me off when I'm stoned and then I will go to sleep for an hour and a half. I'll just do some shrooms and go see You find a big difference drinks. between um sativa and indica for you I personally? really only uh do and well there's one there's like a gummy that I'll do both but usually it's indica for me I don't usually like to and yeah I'm I'm more of a chill um but I'm just 10 milligrams 10 milligrams of one-to-one like gel cap like that's all I need and then I have a little piece of bread and like 20 yeah I know that's David's funny. giving you like some fucking crazy yeah, I shit just one time I'm gonna say that at rocks your world you're, you're my 10 milligrams would make you feel nothing I'm sure well yeah 10 milligrams uh is kind of background for me. I don't feel much, but it doesn't take that much more than that. Like, oh, if God. I take, so did his pill fuck if I take you about, up? If I take about 30, I, I realize that I'm not reaching for joints anymore that day. <laughs> yes. Kind of like kind of ready to eat way more than I should. Yes. And, That's the gosh. only thing about having a single story house and taking edibles. I can't get out of the pantry. In my other house, on a two-story, I would be upstairs, and I would only come down to get, like, one candy bar and go back up, and then I wouldn't want to come down. Now, it's like I'm in and out of the kitchen oh. all fucking day long. It's insanity. Yeah, that's – that's me, me, it made me feel – like, weed just makes me feel scared. Like, it makes really? me feel out of, like, my body. I just get scared about What if you and I did it and, and we just giggled? I'll like, get, laugh. I will laugh, but then just, you get weird. just so you and know. turn I'll, a corner on you. There will yeah. be things in my brain that uh -oh. will be going on that I'm not telling anybody. Uh -oh. But it'll just be, it'll be in there. And I'm just, like, <laughs> laughing it off. Like, everything's <laughs> so great. <laughs> I'm getting murdered inside my body. <laughs> Is what is happening? Let's ask him. Let's ask a fan. Do we have a fan question? Like uh, one of uh, oh, it's in, like a one relationship, of the, it's like one of the long ones, eh? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah they, <laughs> you make fun of me. Five for, minutes. Five minutes. All right, let's pull up one of these guys. Oh my gosh, I'm you. I'm you. She always gives me shit if you listen to the show, but I'm always like trying to find stuff on the fly, and I'm always like, um, um, give me a minute, let me find it. Um, okay, um, you want to read this? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Guy? Now she wants me to read. I, I don't. I don't know what this she is. We like just picked read. a random. Um, right. oh my God. It might not um, be. They're all that way. They're all on. long. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Um, I, uh, this is about 911 stuff. Um, this is not, this is not a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's that to poor us. Person. It's, it's someone asking us a, to ask them a question. That poor person. Oh, advice. Um, San Antonio, this is all. See, she's turning into me now. This yeah, because I wasn't prepped because we were talking so much. So I, I, was know, like, I was like, I know, but I know, but I know, but I wonder if anyone wants to like, you know, get Alex's advice on something. I hear you. Okay, so I'm going to do this one. Um, uh, Okay, I'm just going to read this. I don't even know if this is... Um, I've never dated an actress, but I imagine that if you date actors and actresses, there must be some understanding that the performers are going to have kissing scenes and sex scenes with other performers, but it's separate from your relationship and it's nothing more than a job. Have either of you, and you, Alex, dated a person that was jealous because of a romantic scene in a film? How did that affect your relationship? How did it affect your performance? Have you ever started a relationship on with your on-screen partner? Ooh. Curious as to how common all of this is. Thanks for your insight. That's great. Have you had a have you had a relationship with someone you were working with? No, never actually. Hmm. Um, no, and I've never had a romantic scene either. <gasps> what? No, I haven't. Oh, we can't I, wait. I, You're going to be in one of oh, our movies. All right. Oh, Andy, we got Andy you. Had, Andy had one date, and and the girl left in the middle of. <laughs> the first glass of wine. Shit. 
and and no, besides that, I I don't think so. I I think there was a film when, like when I was a kid that had you know a, a little peck on the lips or something at the ends of it. But was that you your know, first kiss? Was your first kiss on screen? Twelve years old or something like that. No, no, my first first kiss was in fifth grade. Um, like first real kiss was in fifth grade. Wow, uh, could you imagine ten? That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, is that, is that young? Mine was young. Mine, yeah. I mean, you know, mine was like five. Pretty young, but I was the la- I was like the last one to lose my virginity out of all my friends. Really? How old were you? Seventeen. It was my seventeenth birthday. Did you go to a? And that was the last. I was still the last one. Okay. Out of everyone. It was your birthday. Did they hire Take someone you for somewhere? you? No, no. That's, <laughs> uh, no, no. It was. Uh, I don't know. I was with a girl for like six months and I guess she was just, we were taking our time with it or she, she was interested in taking our time with it. <laughs> and, uh, and then, yeah, listening to Riders on the Storm. Oh, wow. Well, How romantic and were very you on top intense. Or bottom? That, that's, a, that's a really long song, but I think this was about 13 seconds of that song. <laughs> I think we got through barely, barely the, the uh, piano solo. <laughs> was it a, just the tip or did you know you were going all the way? No, it was all the way. Did she get off or did you just get off and call it? That's we did it. Yeah. The first time for sure. Yeah. First time. I Yeah. I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what, 13 seconds. I wonder what I, girls I, think, walk. you know, when girls are young and they're like, oh, my God, I'm about to lose my virginity. And then, I mean, probably like 95 percent of losing your virginity. You don't. The girl doesn't get off. Probably 100 percent of yeah. the time. <laughs> We had, we had done a bunch of other things before. The, you know, there was plenty of uh, going down on each other and stuff before that oh, for like cool. months going up to that. So we had both gotten off. Oh, it do you remember being a teenager the, and the first orgasm of our relationship. Wow. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. isn't that nice? Why don't we do that as adults? <sighs> just like months of just making out and yeah, like all of that. making out. Just I know. Yeah. Out dry humping each other. Yes. Yeah, all of that is is uh, there's a lot of nostalgia behind that. There when you, is. Every, you know, I don't know. When I was single, like I had ten, maybe ten years ago, I guess I was really interested in trying to do that more yeah. in, in in life, and that kind of changed. I mean, I had ch- made a change at that point that I didn't want to rush sex. At I think all. I remember having this conversation with you. I don't yeah, know why I, I'm, I, I'm feeling I'm like, like I'm I'm a. I'm big on like teasing the evening. Yeah. So I don't necessarily mean teasing someone like with a feather, or, like fingertip touch. I don't oh, necessarily God. mean. Oh my God. That makes me want to punch you. Yeah. I don't, I don't like mean any that. of that stuff. Yeah. No, no. Do, but, but I mean, nobody's rubbed a feather on me. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, I, well, I don't mean that kind of teasing, but I mean like just teasing the evening, like taking your time and not, you know, talking for a while and or going out and spending time. Like, I don't like kind of like, Hey, we just met up. Let's rush into what we were excited about for yeah. you know instantly. I think that that's a cheap way to do it. So. Oh yeah, that's nice. Now I, I kind of have like a little. I don't know how we got to that. Answer. Your sex life. I know. Me too. So would your would you think if you ever have? Because I'm sure it's gonna happen that you're gonna have like a physical scene. Do you think your partner now would be jealous, or would she no, understand no. that? No, she wouldn't be jealous. She's not jealous. She's not a jealous person. I mean, you know, I, I do but convention. But it is a little different. It's like kissing and like. She's not jealous of the attention that I get, I should say, in general from people at conventions. I don't think any of us could really be with someone who was. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't last. 
so she's not jealous by nature in, in that sense. Um, I don't think that a physical scene like that would would make a difference for her. No, that's good. So when our movie we're writing, um, we're going to write a threesome Fuck with yeah. Scout and I and you. How does that Fuck sound? Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm fine. Let's that do good? that. <laughs> let's let's do that. Do you, you want me to write it? Yes, yes. Can you write it? That would be awesome. I thought I thought you would have made a great girlfriend for Andy. To I tell you know, the oh, I know. Kitty. One day we're gonna make it happen. One day we're gonna work together. We Sound. just have to make it happen ourselves. Yeah, we Plus are. We're, like, we're gonna put you in our movie. We're the same height, and that helps. So <laughs> you are taller than me. Trust me. Yeah, you're yes. my height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but, but we, I heard you talking about wearing heels all the time at conventions. Always. Um, yeah. I'm getting better about taking them off on with a Sunday. Heel, with heels, you're my my height, and and like Jennifer and Christine, and even Fiona, are all like about my height, an inch taller. I would say they're all about an inch taller, but they wear these big ass heels, so everybody thinks that I'm like incredibly short. I am pretty. <laughs> short. I am pretty short. But I'm not nearly as incredibly short. And it's funny because nobody really pointed that out or talked about that until Chucky started making fun of me for it in oh. the end of last season. Oh, no. Chucky starts calling me short, and that just opens up the floodgates. Now everybody thinks that Great. they can be good. Oh, no. I don't, I don't mind. I am short, and I, I'm not uh I'm not insecure about that at all. I, I've, I I've dated two guys yeah. that are were short. Normally, I've dated guys that were very tall. Two guys yeah. that were short. And it was actually much easier to have sex. Yeah. Like, you know, you can do it like standing up. Like, you pick me up, you know? And yeah. like, you can't, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It was just something a little bit easier than having to be on my tip, tip, tip toes or... I don't know. It was just Your a different. Doesn't hurt all the it time just felt different. Yeah. yeah, it just uh, felt more. I don't know. It just felt different. I dated. I was in two longer term relationships with girls that were significantly taller than me, like three and a half inches taller than me. Mm. Um, and I can't say that that was my favorite thing. I do prefer being taller, but it wasn't a deal breaker by any means. I don't. I don't really uh, really care. I don't mind being short, actually. You don't carry yourself. You've got like, I mean, we're kind of the same. I don't feel inside like I'm as short as I know I am. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you got a bigger, a no, bigger personality. We're resilient and strong people, and that's and we're toughened by the life that we have had. Yeah. There's so true, true. true. So you're gonna go yeah. record today. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, kind of like a John Denver kind of guy. Ooh. Um, singer songwriter type. Um, do you play instruments or no? I play piano a little bit. Um, I play guitar significantly less, mm. but a little. But no, I I play piano. Yeah, you never see me start playing piano at a convention. No, I've seen I it. Do it whenever, Have you? I do it whenever the, whenever there's one available. I Have I, has there been a piano anywhere? I don't know. Maybe not anywhere I've been. There was at Crypticon. Uh, the when we just did in Minnesota, I was playing there. Both oh. of you were there. Oh yeah, was I? Yeah, we were there. I don't. They're you know they're all the fucking same. <laughs> all, now every time we hear piano music, just yes, go, just I'm go, gonna be like, it's, it's, it's always it's always real sad, depressing kind of music. I'm not like I love uh, it. I like it. I like slit your wrist lesbian music. That's usually my my favorite. You know, like yeah. Indigo Girls, and I don't know. I just <laughs> like I don't know. I like that stuff. It's like I certainly depressing. like. I certainly like depressing music almost exclusively yes Ooh, I mean, make me a playlist yeah and you're in yeah. your spare time yeah 
I'll do the I'll same for you. I'll make you. I'll make you a playlist of all the stuff. I that wish we'll... we still did. Make me a mix CD. Oh, yes. I used to love getting mix CDs. That's yeah, all I listened to yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I never like you know. I just down downloaded Spotify when we got our podcast because I would listen yeah. to all my mix CDs that yeah. people would send me. I wouldn't know the artist. I would just know the song. It takes a lot of energy and a lot of work to make a mix CD. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very a lot thoughtful. Of love. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we would put thought into it or mixed tapes even too. You know, you'd go back and record over it again until it was right. Yes. Oh, I love it. Nostalgia. I'm saying I I miss everything about, uh, I'm so thankful that we grew up when we did. Yeah. I I think, I think everyone around our age remembers 1999 to be like the most fun year of their life. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it was, it was a good time to be that age. God, Y2K. Remember, everybody thought everything was going to fucking just, we were just waiting on bated yeah, breath. Which, which is why we, which is why we all started having a whole lot of fun because things were yeah. feelings, you know, we were afraid of the uh, apocalypse. You know, uh, Jonathan Brandis, right? <laughs> Maybe we should all start having a lot of fun right now. <laughs> I know. Matter you, kn- you knew Jonathan Brandis, right? I'm so sure you guys fun. auditioned with him. He, Jonathan went to Fiji <laughs> for New Year's for the year 2000 because it was the first place that it was going to turn midnight and he wanted to see what was going to happen so he fucking flew to fiji and then nothing happened that's smart because if something did happen you don't want to hear about it at like it's on the way to you (laughs) exactly right now (laughs) right right uh Alex, we love you. Yes, thank you so much. Um, tell me your uh, tell me your Insta- all your Instagram handles and stuff. Yes. So, and I'll put them on on here. Yeah, Alex underscore Vincent, which is the same on Instagram and Patreon, um, and everywhere and Twitter, which I'm not really using anymore. Um, but yeah, Alex underscore Vincent, where you could find everything. AV Productions Online is my recording studio. Book your studio Yay, time book now. It. Book it now, guys. We it's love in Clearwater, you. Florida, by the way. Yes. yes. Oh, we love you so much. Love Thank you, you so much you. for I'll being see you on. Soon. I'll see you in February and we'll give you big hugs. Yes. Okay, can't wait. Oh, thank you. Right, <laughs> Happy thank Tuesday. You. Bye. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now. Every town has its dark history. Hometown Ghost Stories is a paranormal podcast that goes town to town all across the globe, exploring the world's most haunted places, tapping into the dusty archives and the darkest corners to bring you the most terrifying stories of real people and their harrowing experiences. Hometown Ghost Stories dives into the history of haunted locations and investigates why and how these places earned their terrifying reputation. Rob, Dave, and Jesse go live every Tuesday night after an uninterrupted documentary-style breakdown on the case, followed by an open discussion with live viewers. 
Subscribe today to listen to Hometown Ghost Stories on your preferred podcast platform or watch the video version on YouTube and now Spotify. Head on over to the Bloody FM Podcast Network and check out Hometown Ghost Stories if you're brave enough. (laughs) 